Hello and welcome back to the True Thoughts Podcast. I am your host, Gabe Timmons. I have with me... Justin. That's it for this week? You should know my name by now. There's no fancy introduction. Are, that you, we... are you okay? Yes. Like, <laughs> I said my government name. Are you all so offended? Anyway, my name's Steve. Steven. Yeah, Steven Alexander. You already know what's going on. Justin Benjamin, if you will. Oh, my God. And welcome back to the show. All right, fellas, hopping into it this week. Uh, it was a very important weekend last weekend. Uh, I would say also on Saturday, but it was a very important week last week. For those of you who don't know, it was the first week of the NFL season. And, you know, to start it off, fellas, what were your impressions of week one? Oh, like... I would say this is like the most exciting week of football I've seen in a while. Um, maybe just because I haven't been kept um, keeping up with the NFL as much as I should. Um, but I think it's mostly has to do with Jalen Hurts and my Eagles. Like I would say he impressed the most mm. because the thing is like his spot still wasn't in, you know, with the Eagles, his spot is not guaranteed. You have to earn that respect. And he's actually solidified himself as, you know, our franchise quarterback. He has more 300-yard um, rushing games than – or 300-yard passing games than Lamar Jackson does compared with five of five of his starts compared to Lamar Jackson's 38. So, extremely impressive. So, so give me – give me your uh, – uh Give me Philly's thoughts. Uh, Philly, as a Philly fan, what are you guys' feelings towards Jalen Hurts? You would say you guys think you have your guy? Oh, we definitely do. And Tony Romo, um, how ironic being Cowboys starter for so long. He said, like, we we were that dark horse candidate contender. Mm -hmm. He's, he really believed in um, Jalen Hurst and um, Devontae Freeman um, – or Devontae Smith, excuse me. Um, he actually really believed in them, especially being teammates in Alabama. And we saw that chemistry – uh, immediately, and you actually, when you see them, you see flashbacks to um, 2010 with Michael Vick and Deshaun Jackson. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we're we're gonna be really successful this season. Maybe not the Super Bowl, but we're gonna make strides because this is uh, Jalen Hurts. Do y'all win year. the division? Oh yes, easy, easy, uh, over easy. the Cowboys, the Bozos. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely because like we talked about last week, Dak looked pretty good, man. Did we talk oh, about yeah, that yeah. last week? No, no, we didn't. No, That's no, what we're no. talking about this week, Stephen. Oh. I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> well, you know, it was a Thursday night game. The rest of the teams played on Sunday. No, so. no, you're right, you're right, yeah. you're right, you're right. But only like two teams played um, on Sunday. Okay, so that that's 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 your thought on the Eagles, Steve. Yeah, thoughts so, on the Patriots. Obviously, my my Patriots lost. Ass. Um, anyway, as I said in the first episode, uh, I'm kind of accustomed to success having grown up in New England. Um, however, I thought the pieces were there. Um, I think we lost 17 to six. Um, in Foxborough, uh, which is obviously not the place where you want to lose. Um, but it's kind of to be expected. Like I feel like it was a divisional game. His, historically, the Patriots have dropped one to the Dolphins early on in the season, but they'll come back. They'll beat, they'll beat Miami later on in the season. I'm not too worried about it. Once Mac Jones gets his rhythm, um, his feet underneath him. I mean, he, he didn't play bad. He went uh, 29 for 39. He threw a touchdown. Um, Arguably, the Dolphins stole that game. Did, yeah, so I'm just saying. Just two play like garbage. And that's what I'm saying. The, the pieces were there. Um, statistically, you look at like time of possession, the Patriots out outplay the Dolphins in time of possession in terms of passing yards, rushing yards. Um, so it wasn't a bad game on behalf of New England. Obviously, the scoreboard didn't reflect that. Um, and uh, but I think, you know, the AFC East has been notoriously a weak division. So um, 
I think the Bills lost on Sunday, so I'm not I'm not too pressed. The, right, right. The future, um, it's not it's not too bleak. For so, the where do you think right you guys struggle with so far, based off of what you've seen? Think, where do you think? You I just guys think we struggle? have a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback who's trying to like figure out the offense, figure out the game, mm-hmm. um, and I'm excited to see him grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to take some time. Um, we got some young receivers, a young receiver core as well. Um, but you know. Uh, yeah, and I'm excited to see where the Patriots um, take this season. So okay, yeah, and uh, for y'all, uh, Carolina Panthers fan here, <laughs> nobody asked. <laughs> but go ahead, that's right. all right, man. That's okay. I'm I'm gonna give you my opinion on the team so far. Right. We got that dub week one. Panthers fans stand up. But uh, yeah, I think it looked good for our team. Uh, we put up about three touchdowns, so that's solid. Um, but I do think we need to improve offensively, just getting the ball down the field, pushing it, and actually scoring. I think we struggle the most in the red zone. So, like, we push the ball down the field, we get down to the red zone, and then we settle for the field goal. Mm-hmm. And that works against the Jets, which is the team we played last week. But right. if you play the Chiefs, if you play Baltimore, if you play any of those high-explosive offensive teams – that that dog ain't gonna hunt. <laughs> so I, we got I will to, say we got this: the highlight out. of that game was definitely Christian McCaffrey. I will I'll go on a limb and say this: he's probably the best multi-purpose back of all time. I will say, I <laughs> you love I was saying say, of all time for every single <laughs> athlete. No, you talk no, about. I no, I would say like to get a hundred yards rushing and freaking pass and uh, receiving. receiving. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, no, he, no, no question about it. He is dynamic, and uh, I hope he stays healthy. That has been his biggest thing with us is his his health. Right. I hope he stays healthy all season because if he does, we're gonna have a special season. But uh, that's that's my opinion on my team. That's your opinion on yours. That's your opinion on yours. What would you say? Who were you, who? What team or what player were you the most surprised by uh, this week or last week? I think we're in agreement, right, J- Jameis? Yeah, definitely Jameis. Yeah, James five touchdowns Winston. like says says it all. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, I, I think that LASIK surgery really helped him out because even when he played for the Bucks, he could throw the heck out of the ball. It was his accuracy was as that was in question. Maybe it was his eyesight, but also he at that time he was a little bit more immature. Now you know twenty seven, he's a little bit more mature. Like you, you can even see even though he comes off as kind of corny, you can see he has a more focused approach on how he <laughs> it comes off corny. Yeah, he does, but he has a more focused Eating approach dubs. on how he uh, approaches the <laughs> press. Yeah, like all the answers. And stuff we used we to see, strong, we don't see it. yeah, exactly. It looks healthy, and, though. and I it looks think healthy this season, but though. I think that's the the main reason um, behind that is his mentorship from Drew Brees. He yes. like Drew Brees hits him up, talks uh, talks to him um, before even the, that first game, and like that that year to two years that he had behind Drew Brees. I think he actually significantly learned what it takes to be a great quarterback in this league. And you know, Saints Saints got their quarterback. Yeah, I'll, I agree with both of y'all. I think. One other player I would add in there is uh, Tyrod Taylor. Oh, yes. Tyrod Taylor went off crazy for the Houston Texans last week. And um, it's not really a shock. I mean, like, he's been in the league for a while. I used to watch him when he was at Virginia Tech. And he's always had the talent. I think it's always just been a case of give him his opportunity and let him shine. And I think that somehow along the way since he's been in the league, he's gotten that – Reputation is just your bridge quarterback, but I think he's a solid QB. And if Deshaun Watson doesn't play this week, this year, 
I think they're still a playoff team. Yeah, but I would also Tyrod. say it's, it's largely understated that Tyrod Taylor was down, has been down bad most <laughs> of his career. Like, you go through that, like, almost career-threatening um, knee injury that he had, and then he goes to um, the Chargers and gets his lung punctured. Like, <laughs> come on, yo. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, like yeah, right. no one could have predicted that. It's like, okay, this is this routine. Yeah. Like, it's like, this is a good doctor. He works on athletes and he just punctures your lung, bro. Like, you... You don't have yeah. any control over that, and like, yeah. like he said, like he, he, uh, all the situations that uh, he had, like all the obstacles he had leading up to that moment, prepared him. Mm-hmm. So he went off, go yeah. brazy, bro. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Uh, okay, so that's out of the way. What would you say? Who do you see as a contender for this year? Like, who's as of right now is the obvious like. Oh yeah, like they're they're Super Bowl bound if they stay healthy or if they keep it going. Um, obviously, always is always going to be the um, the Bucks. The Bucks are always Yuck. in contention as long as Yuck. they have Brady. And I'll even go off the limb. And I hate the Cowboys. I'm being an Eagles fan. I would say the Cowboys are a contender. Yeah. Yeah. Like you you see Dak coming off an injury, and he it's like nothing had changed from like he didn't miss a beat. Throws over 400 yards, outplays Tom Brady, Ooh. like. Arguably, they wouldn't. Have, the Dallas wouldn't have not lost that game if it weren't for um, their uh, kicker Zerline or whatever. Um, he's definitely on notice after that. He left four <laughs> points. Seriously, that's your only yeah. job. Yeah, it's a thirty-one yard, thirty-one yard field goal yeah. and extra point miss. That's four points that could have decided the game. He left four points would, in the field. I don't think I would go as far as saying Super Bowl contender. I would definitely say playoff team though. The way they've played, but you can arbitrarily say in the NFL, um, just a lot of surprises. Like I honestly think, if you can make it past the first round um, of the playoffs in the NFL, there's a chance. You think about my Eagles in 2018 with Nick Foles. No one would have thought that the underdog team. Yeah. Like, and there's always going to be a dark horse um, candidate. Tom Brady is old, um, and we uh, we saw that Lamar Jackson um, has reached his ceiling. We see Pat Mahomes; he can have a bad game. So. Yeah. I would say anything is possible once we get to the postseason. If you can make the postseason, then you can adjust from there. Yeah. So as far as contenders go, I think I'm going uh, the Chiefs. Still, the yeah. Chiefs are always a contender at this point. Like I really do think that they oh just yeah that's solidified a, yeah. themselves as one of those teams. So the Chiefs for sure, <laughs> Seattle for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, Tampa Bay for sure, and um, I throw the Browns in there. Honestly, mm. yeah, because they if they can they, stay healthy, they look like the that game against the Chiefs. They looked like like they weren't the underdog. Like they they played like they deserved to be there. And the same thing can be said about the last game they played against the Chiefs at the end of the season last mm. year. They could have won that game as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you guys are missing a team. I would say the the LA Rams. Oh yes, yeah. you think of the Ra- yeah. Las Vegas yeah. newly Las Vegas Raiders too? Uh, playoff team, I think yeah, playoff yeah, you're right. team because because they almost fumbled the bag against. Oh yeah, <laughs> against, uh, what team was that? The um, uh, Ravens. They almost fumbled the bag That's on true. that one. It had they. That was overtime that, game. Yeah, Because yeah. you saw um, a car through that interception. That could have been it for them. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. But back to the Rams, I would say they're a contender because they were a contender before mm-hmm. uh, with Jared Goff, and he's definitely just a game manager. I think Matt Stafford was the guy they're missing. You see him in his debut has the highest QBR for any quarterback um, in a debut with a, uh, it was like a hundred and fifty four QBR, <laughs> like through three uh, through over what four hundred yards, three touchdowns. 
Yeah, I, I think Matt Stafford was the their, that key piece that the Rams were missing, and I can definitely see them um, in contention this year. Okay. What do we think about the Ravens? Do we think they have? Oh, I actually have a thought about that, and I've been seeing this a lot. Um, has Lamar Jack? You guys think that Lamar Jackson has reached his ceiling? Because I think he has. You talk about he's this fourth straight game under 200 yards, under 60 percent completion percentage. I'm thinking defenses are starting to figure him out, and arguably he hasn't improved since his uh, sophomore year in passing. And he's starting to get exposed. I don't know what y'all think. What are your thoughts? I wouldn't say he's getting exposed, but I would definitely say that he's nearing his ceiling for sure. Um, And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, when we say somebody's hit their ceiling, like, we always talk about it as if, like, they've fallen off. Mm. But I think all that means is, like, you know what to expect from him. And so, for example, Michael Vick hit his ceiling, but arguably Michael Vick could still perform at a high level yeah. i think that's where lamar jackson is he's he's reached a ceiling or he's nearing it but he's still an explosive player i would say arguably michael vick's ceiling was higher right. than steve steve has something real quick. i was right. just gonna i was just gonna double down on that i think if the ceiling's high enough no one's still gonna touch you my thing with the ravens is i think they just rely on lamar jackson to do it all and yeah, he, he really can't like you said justin yeah. defense is starting to figure that out because right. um, he, he's just one player. And, I mean, they're they're severely hurting um, at running back with that loss of J.K. Dobbings. Um, injuries are plaguing this yeah. team. Yeah, right but yeah. I, they might be clutch. We'll see with Le'Veon Bell. They just actually um, pulled um, Devontae Freeman up from um, the practice squad for running back. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, I would say the sole thing the Ravens are lacking is a uh, wide receiver core because you see last season those three key drop passes by receivers – um, in the playoffs, because it's not just our Lamar Jackson. He does struggle with accuracy outside of the middle. Anywhere else, like he struggles with accuracy yeah. up severely. But I will say, if they can get a better um, wide receiver core, their best wide receiver is 5'10, 160 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Hollywood Brown? Yeah. 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 Hollywood Bozo. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> All right. Okay. So there's that. Um, and the last thing I'll say on the football topic is. What are your expectations for week two, or, or what, what are you looking to see from this week? Uh, who do you, what is going to be a big game? What, what are your thoughts? Um, one, one of the ESPN analysts actually bet that he would shave one of his eyebrows off as the Eagles beat the Niners. So that's, that's what I'm looking forward to in, yeah. in two weeks. Get ready to shave, shave one of your eyebrows off, bro. Go Steve. birds. Steve. I'm looking forward to seeing if Jameis is the real deal. You know what I'm saying? Um, cause yeah. Obviously, that, exci- that excites me to see him doing yeah. well. Um, yeah, I'm just curious to see if he can sustain that level of performance. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, for me, it's uh, it's that rivalry game we got this week uh, playing those Saints. Yeah. yeah. So I would say honorable mention Kyler <laughs> Murray too, because I think he I can see him turning the corner into his prime. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, yeah, he's he's definitely turning it on, but. I'm excited. I, hey, I'm just happy when football is back. Right, man. football like, season back. There's football on every, almost every day of the week, and I love it. Like this right. is my favorite sport. I mean, I love basketball, but football is yeah. something special to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would arguably football is still kind of more exciting. And I'm a basketball fan primarily. I like those are my two favorite sports, but I would say I'm primarily a basketball fan. But um, football is more exciting to watch. Yeah, man, it, it, it is. Especially right? in this era of basketball, where you just you can just walk down and shoot a three from half court. Like that shit is just not exciting exactly, anymore. Exactly, bro. Exactly. So. But moving on, we're gonna go ahead and move on uh, from from football, and we're gonna talk about a topic that Steve brought to us. 
Um, there is a YouTuber or blogger or something of an internet of personality. Yeah, internet yeah. personality. Uh, her name is Gabby Petito. She just went missing. Slash people have their theories about what happened to her. But but Steve, go ahead, go ahead and break yeah, it down. Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously it's a breaking story, so there's not too many details. Uh, that's what makes this story so uh, alluring. Um, so Gabby Petito and her boyfriend, I don't even know what his name is, or fiance. Um, Some ball bastard. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they embarked on their road trip, uh, nation, or coast to coast, whatever. What do they call it? Cross country. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Nationwide. Um, they embarked on their road trip July 2nd of uh, this past summer, uh, and their goal was to go to all the national parks, classic millennial Gen Z, um, you know, Instagram-worthy narrative, right? TikTok I'm going to take a leap year. Hashtag, Bozos. It's called a gap year. Leap year is what happens every four years, according Whatever, to Whatever. Gap year, <laughs> leap year, a year of making no money. Like, that's all synonymous <laughs> Continue, with me. Steve. Anyway. Continue, <laughs> So they took their they took their um, their road trip, uh, and they wanted to see all the national parks. Like I was saying, you see it all the time. Hashtag van life. Van life, and it, <laughs> it's becoming increasingly popular in the 21st century, especially um, the last you know three three to five years for yeah. millennials, Gen Z people to rent a van or rehab a school bus and go across country. That's not cool, even in 2021. Anyway. I thought the story was interesting. One, because it's a public service announcement, because there is a, a nationwide um, search for G uh, Gabby Petito. So, um, search for her body. She's dead, bro. Come on, man. man. We don't even know that, man. This is my first time. She could be. The story. Listen, she's a YouTuber. She, yeah. she could be watching this right yeah, now. Bro, hey, bro, killed her. Uh, the last uh, video uh, we uh, saw uh, of them. So, so check this out. It could be. I'm not even making theories, but it could be she lost her phone or something. Hold on, like that, I didn't even know? get a chance to finish right. the whole bro, story. She's been going for Wait, weeks. Listen, she listen. did not lose her phone. For bro. those listening right now, they don't know the whole extent of the story. Yeah. Um, we're just jumping to our own conclusions. But anyway, R.I.P. Gabby. Anyway, so July they set out. Um, there's a bunch of you know social media traffic of their uh, escapades. They went to uh, Utah. They were out in whatever national parks doing their thing, camping. Uh, making memories. You like that, Steve? I think it'll be fun. Mm. Um, I would enjoy that. Not gonna yeah. lie. What about you, Gabe? So, yeah. Damn, can I finish the story about <laughs> Gabby Petito? Go ahead, finish. Go ahead, finish. She's out there right now waiting to be found. You keep interrupting her body. Finish. You're prolonging, finish. Her, you're prolonging finish. the search. Finish, 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 finish. So, Gabby <laughs> Petito, yeah. So, and then um, later in August, late August, I think August 24th, um, some body cam footage from a police officer just surfaced today where it depicts an argument between the young couple. Um, basically, Gabby was yelling at him. Um, uh, images surfaced of um, the man's face scratched up, so I think Gabby put her hands on him. Um, they had a verbal altercation. Some people attribute that altercation to yeah, a, a mental did. breakdown on Gabby's behalf. We don't know. Um, th those questions remain to be answered. Anyway, um, fast forward after that body cam footage, five days later, I think was the last known location of Gabby um, Petito and then she texted her mom like a day after she was last seen leaving a motel in um, Utah um, and then we haven't seen her since or heard from her since like August 31st or something it's been almost two weeks she's dead over two weeks um, and this is where the plot thickens which is like stirring up all this controversy the boyfriend returns home with the van to their Florida residence but no Gabby to be found and I think that that's what that's where all the rumors are swarming around. Like, where is Gabby? 
thoughts, true thoughts, gentlemen. I was I would say <laughs> true thoughts. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. But anyway, I would say um, there's only one of two situations would uh, happen, and both of them end up with Shorty dead. She died. Like the first situation would be. Uh, well, let's let's actually rewind a little bit. The last video we saw of the, this couple was from a police body cam footage, and bro has scratches and like a half black eye um, from some kind of mental breakdown, some kind of fight they had. And quite possibly, uh, that time she put her, her hands on him was her last time on earth. Um, the second situation was they had they had another falling out, and you can see on the police body cam footage they were in the desert in Utah. Maybe she just dropped her off. It's been two weeks. She, this is, what is this, a survival show? Like, this is not Bear Grylls. Shorty is probably, like, freaking died of hydration or malnourishment in the desert. So, either way, even if he didn't kill her, he can de- definitely get um, catch a manslaughter charge or some kind of um, criminal neglect or something. But Shorty's definitely dead, so... Yeah, there's no more awareness, Steven. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that she's necessarily dead, but highly likely. Highly, <laughs> highly likely. I, I am gonna lean towards Justin's side, and you know, I I don't think it's funny or nothing like that. Yeah. But <laughs> the fact that she I either was murdered or that croaked. I had to preface it like that, but, <laughs> but still, uh, yeah, highly likely that you know she's she's dead or deceased or whatever. Um, R.I.P. Which now gets more into the theories of. You know, did the boyfriend do it? Which likely, highly likely, but that kind of pivots me to the next idea, though, and mm-hmm. that is toxic relationships and like communication. Could mm-hmm. that that relationship have been saved with better communication? Good pivot. Good pivot. Or, Gabe. or was it already doomed to start uh, to fail from the start? Thoughts. Um, when when you have any relationship where you get into situations where you guys are putting um, hands on each other, yeah. that's toxic. That's either not going to last and end up with someone dead or in jail. Yeah. Like if anyone, if anyone, um, if the partner you so called love, like they were engaged to be married, um, provokes you enough to put your hands on them, like that's not a relationship you should be in. Yeah. So yeah, those Most are my definitely. thoughts. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, Hands are not a, a form of verbal communication, so. Yeah. Well, the communication piece, for sure, you have to have. And uh, there's some some red, red flags and signs that are just obvious. Like, yeah, if somebody putting their hands on you, right. that's a no. Male that or female. For, yeah, that's what I'm male saying. It goes female. for both sides, Steven. Male or female. It's, <laughs> I'm over here sitting by myself. Male or or female should not be putting their hands on each other. But as far as the communication piece goes, uh, how how do you think we can improve our communication and relationships? Because I feel like with communication, people say that and and everybody agrees and nods their heads like, yeah, yeah, we need better communication. But what do we mean when we say communication um this actually goes back to an article i sent you earlier this week and there's actually a right time to communicate and discuss um what you don't like about um a certain person or something that they did um there should be like a scheduled block of time away from like the public or like your friends um um, behind closed doors if you will for um 
actually be able to communicate you guys' issues. And that's actually healthy. That's actually healthier than like trying to address it in public. Like this is not like a circus show. Like you arguing with your um, your spouse or significant other in public is actually embarrassing to both you. And the thing is, it'll actually um, those feelings of like embarrassment will actually uh, progress it uh, further, and it'll actually make it worse. Um, I think when you have a disagreement with your partner, you guys should have the discipline and restraint to take it or talk about it later behind closed doors where you guys can sit down. It's like, okay, like I didn't like how you did this. You made me feel like this. And then the other person goes and then you guys resolve it right then and there. But if you guys resolve it like in the middle of the situation, more likely than not, it's going to lead to more confusion. It's going to lead to more anger. Like, Possibly breaking up, actually, like, because you're making a scene. Like, we're grown adults. Like, we shouldn't be, you know, like, you know how Drake said that line, why you got to argue with a cheesecake? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. seriously, though? Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But, Steve? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to talk about communication without repeating some of what I said in previous episodes. Um, I just think when it comes to communication, uh, intentions are important. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got their own intentions, um, their own self-interests. Um, I think figuring out the ways to best communicate those self-interests um, makes for a successful relationship. Because um, you think about it like on the international scale when it comes to states and mm-hmm. countries. Um, that's the definition of diplomacy. Right. Relationships are about <laughs> diplomacy. Right. Um, just... Uh, coming to an agreement. My mom always says a, mar- a good marriage is about compromise. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Like, what are you willing to compromise for your partner? What are you willing to sacrifice? Actually, there's a difference between compromise and sacrifice because... That brings a good point. So, fin- finish your point, though. I was just saying, like, sacrifice requires you sometimes to give everything. Compromise, um, inherently by the definition, it is like a... Give or take. A co-promise. Like, you're, right. me- you're meeting halfway. Right. What do you think... What do you... With that being said, what do you think are some of the, like biggest barriers to communicating in, in relationships nowadays outside influence social media outside influence um i will i will note this like your friends too could actually uh, drive a wedge between you and your partner because obviously your friends or even family are biased towards your side mm-hmm. so if you're always communicating you know a problem within your relationship your friends or family they're always going to take your side and they're they're actually going to view that person in a lesser light mm-hmm. and it's going to end up driving a wedge between you and your partner so you so you think that stops you from being able to articulate and communicate yeah with the person you're with like right. outside, outside influence. influences yeah. steve I don't know. I, I always lead with that. I don't know. But um, I really don't know because I don't, I again, I have very few relationships to draw on. Um, mm-hmm. So I really haven't been forced to communicate at, on the level that you guys have. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Gabe, I feel like you got yeah. a lot to say. You're married, so go ahead. Yeah, for sure. I will definitely say that uh, communication can be difficult. It can definitely be hard, like, Sometimes you're just not in the mode to receive stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, you could be thinking the most logical you've ever thought. Like, you, like you're breaking down your points. It's like a clear idea, and you think that the other person would easily be able to receive it, but they might just not be in the mind state to right, right. want to be able to do that. And so that can be frustrating. Like, me personally, I find myself... Like to be a really rational person, so yeah. you know, obviously I have emotions. Every person has emotions, but 
I, a lot of the time I take that out of the equation and try and just use rationale. But there's times where, you know, your partner may not want to think rationally. Like they may just want to uh, feel whatever they're feeling mm-hmm. at that time. And you come in at them with your rational thoughts. Right. You know, they're not going to receive it. It doesn't matter how good the argument is. It doesn't matter how say, good the thought is. They're just not going to receive it. Uh, I would say sometimes it's just good to leave the situation alone in that moment. Yes. That's why it's it's good to actually talk about it um, as an afterthought after, you know, maybe sleep on it for a little bit. Because you mm-hmm. can have the purest attentions and it's still not... Uh, not even communicate it properly, it's still not received properly. Because in that mm-hmm. moment, there's a, like, they feel what they feel and they just want their emotions validated. And like, even like, emotions sometimes definitely override rationale. So sometimes it's just good to be like, all right, we'll sleep on this and we'll address this later. But the thing is, you shouldn't ever forget to address it or let it, um, you know, blow it off mm-hmm. because then it's just going to compound. Yeah. But one trend Steve. I've noticed in this conversation, we seem to be applying um, not a negative light but we seem to be talking about communication as it pertains to not necessarily disagreement but like sleeping on it or like friction points in communication like what um, examples can we find for communication with a positive aspect like sharing good news with a partner or I don't know you guys give me some examples like what what are some ways that we positively positively communicate to our partners I think I think we um, for me you positively communicate with your partner when one of you has an idea mm-hmm. and the other one immediately can pick it up and be like, oh, yeah, that's a that's a good idea. Or they'll support it. And your thoughts and your feelings are kind of intermingled at the same time. And they, you know, it validates it. Mm-hmm. And that is a good form of communication. Like you were able to bring an idea to the table the other was able to agree with or support it and right. you are able to move forward with that idea yeah. and execute i so feel like in, in a positive from a positive perspective um it doesn't really have to be thought out too much it's, it comes naturally you think of words of affirmation compliments mm-hmm. but there is actually a strategy i would say to that because some some partners have different love languages sometimes they you know they might want to hear like babe you look good like um but that's something you actually have to communicate, you know, with your partner, like understand her, understand her love language or his or her love language. Um, yeah, like I, I think it's from a positive perspective, it doesn't really have to be thought out as much, but there's still a way you can uh, be strategic about it to be more effective um, at communication. And that's actually just comes down to understanding your partner better. When would you say, with that being said, with the communication aspect, when do you think you throw in the towel, so to speak? So if you're in something uh, new or fresh or whatever, or you've been in a relationship for a while, at what point do you say, yeah, we just, we, we just, the way we operate, the way we do things is just totally different. Like we... Are, no matter how much we try to communicate with each other, one one person thinks the other way, and we just can't seem to agree. At what point do you say, I don't think we're compatible? Ooh. When, I guess, every conversation... Because because the one, one last thing is, because like, a lot of people, they tr- they really do try and make it work. There are some people that really do try and make it work, but... 
no matter how hard they try, whether they go to therapy, whether they uh, do whatever, like they just cannot seem to mesh. So yeah, at what point do you that starts to walk with, away? When you get to know the person and you you find out foundationally, you guys' values are distinctly different. Yeah, and like, and what I mean by distinctly, like you guys are like just very uh, two very different pe- uh, people. Um, there's a gray area to that because it's actually good to have differences. Because actually, if you guys are actually extremely similar, similar, you guys will clash uh, a lot more. But like you find out from like at its core, like my value system, what I value uh, out of life, um, how I view things is extremely different from your partner. That's when you know you guys are not compatible. I will say that. Sorry, I, wasn't, I really wasn't paying attention to the last <laughs> minute or so of the conversation. Can someone summarize it for me? Uh, in summary, uh, at what point do you throw in the, the towel on a relationship, no matter how long it's been, um, where you just essentially say, it doesn't matter how much we try to communicate, mm. we just don't mesh. Our, our logic, our thought process, the way we do things is just too different. and We just need to move on. I got you. You guys are asking me questions I can't relate to. <laughs> like, I've never been in a position where I have to throw in the towel. Um, and never, ne- bro. My longest relationship has been like six months, seven months, maybe. Uh, man, damn, man. Yeah, I bro. can't. I literally all these complex, nuanced issues you guys are talking about. I, I can't relate. I have no skin in the game. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I can't. It's tough. Yeah, you're supposed to be a leader of our like relationship segments, and you don't have, <laughs> ever have anything to say. I know. You, say, you provide a topic I've, for I've, us I'd to say discuss. I'm very uh, emotionally intelligent, but that's not because of experience. That's because of just I don't know. He thinks he's Will Smith from life. Hitch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just life, just life, just yeah. just literature, and I know all about relationships, yeah, but I can't keep one. Like, hey, what bro. the heck? <laughs> See, <laughs> look, this is what we talk about communication. That came off completely wrong. My intentions were not. No, my we know what your intentions my were. My intentions were not malignant. It was, they were they were done in humor. You okay? came on here to slander me in front of our audience. Come on, Stephen Alexander, <laughs> you slander it. I just, listen, I just opened myself up to y'all. I made myself vulnerable. Yeah. I admitted my weaknesses yeah, and all you. And slandered. I picked them out, and I was like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> So you know what that that brings me to our next point right there. So so Justin, you were talking about the idea of uh, microaggressions. I've never heard this term. Like That's- honestly, I, I mean like I've heard it, but I have no idea what it is, man. So go ahead, man. I will Just say define it. Define it. Wait, um, wait, what is this? I'll actually leave this, Steve. I think he'll he'll actually yeah, give you a better definition. You know what, Steve? This seems ahead. like a buzzword that Steve is. Uh, yeah, expert yeah. It's on. one of those buzzwords so, right, that I hear exactly. used. But I have no idea what it really people, means. Okay, so I'll start by saying this. People think it's a new word. Um, it was actually originally coined like in the 1970s, so it's not necessarily new. Uh, I mean, it's it's popular now, but it's not a new word. Uh, and to to use the term microaggression, um, I don't know. To simplify it, uh, it basically it's pu- putting a name to racism or sexism or homophobia or xenophobia in a more subtle way yeah. that, that we see it in the 21st century. Gone are the day. I mean, we, we'd hope gone are the days no, of, overt. <laughs> of overt racism, <laughs> bigotry. Um, but now in this colorblind era that, that I hate mm. so much, um, we see more subtle racism, which we've dubbed microaggressions. 
not it's not even just racism. It has or, to do with yeah, sorry. gender, like microaggressions. Uh, I would just speak from cater, a yeah, personal standpoint. Cater yeah. to a minority group. Mm-hmm. It's always and the thing is, it's it's not always meant with the worst intentions, but it's a micro like when you say colorblind, Stephen, that's actually considered a microaggression. Yeah. I'm I'm colorblind. I don't yeah. see color. That's actually a microaggression. Like things you would think are harmless. Um, how is it? How is it? I mean, based off the way he just is defined it, how is that a microaggression? Just oh, curious. What is um, I'm uh, colorblind? Color, yeah, colorblind. When I hear like, oh, I'm colorblind, um, pretty much as a black person, what I hear is like, oh, I don't acknowledge your unique experiences as a black person in America. I'm colorblind. I respect you, but I don't acknowledge that unique experience. Another version of a microaggression might be like for for a gay person, for a gay couple. Oh, which one's the woman? You know what I'm saying? Like that's microaggressive. Like, I don't want to hear that if I'm a gay man with my partner. Um, right. mm-hmm. Or for, for women, a microaggression might be... Um, what's what's microaggressive for, for women, Justin? I feel like you, uh, say, I feel um, like you say them a I lot. I was like, so. she thinks she's a man. Yeah. Or like, I wouldn't want a woman to lead me or be yeah. my boss. Yeah. But the thing is, and me, and, we had, me and Steve had brought this up before. Like, when it comes to prejudices, um, there's a power dynamic to that. Yeah. Like... Without the power dynamic, it wouldn't have any effect. Like, man up, toughen up. Like, that is, can be considered um, uh, misandry. So, that is a microaggression because you think, oh, men men can have feelings. Um, You know, men can't be vulnerable. Hold on. on. For for our viewers, what what is misandry? Uh, It's it's pretty much the opposite of uh, misogyny. It's like hatred for men. Mm -hmm. So... Which is a word I didn't even wasn't part of my lexicon until like I started living with you <laughs> because I won't, I won't because, say nothing, bro. But I I've never heard that word. Yeah, until you just yeah said exactly because it. it's until so you just said and it. that and that goes that furthers my point is is the scale is so off balance it's yeah. not even mentioned or considered. It's like you're a man, you're supposed to suck it up. We, like we're supposed to deal with whatever microaggressions. Um, I was actually reading an article. Um, it was on psychology. To, Today, written by um, Dr. Joe Court. It's called Misandry and the Invisible Hatred of Men. And it goes into talking about this. We always we always discuss, like, with race, racism is a big one, or gender, or even homosexuality, microaggressions, like, oh, you're, a, like, a feminine man, like, or, um, like you said, like, oh, I'm colorblind, or you sound white, but we don't, we don't hear from the other side, oh, men think with their dicks, or men are... Um, uh, womanizers, um, toughen up. I was like, you're a nerd, or um, you don't play sports. Like that's a microaggression that men often get, but it's it's under. Um, I would say it's underweighted compared to other all the other. So are you, are you advocating for men's rights? No, um, I wouldn't say men's I'm rights. Kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Saying, Good, that was a trap. Was, that was a trap. You passed. You, um, <laughs> but I do, I do, uh, I do agree to a certain extent, um, not to a full extent. I do agree that in terms of the patriarchy, there, <laughs> there are aspects of the patriarchy that can be harmful to men. Like you said, toxic mas- masculinity, that man box, quote unquote, putting men in a specific box with specific traits. That's, that's hurtful to men. Because um, I think there's a fluidity to masculinity just like there's a fluidity, a fluidity to gender. Um, I hate that word. What do you, wait, yeah, define that. Define, define that. that what, do you, what do you mean by fluidity to, to masculinity to masculinity yeah 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 just yeah wait what do you mean by there's a fluidity to it I, just that like masculinity can take on whatever shape and form you give to it if to you being a man means wearing earrings or painting your nails that's that's your prerogative my man like that's that's all you um mm-hmm. i don't think we should 
um, put men into a box where it's okay. You got to be a, a varsity uh, letter winner. You got to be a freaking. Um, you got to be good at you know STEM, or you got to be good at. I don't know. There's a certain body physique you have to achieve. Or I don't. Would want- you? Wait, okay, so right. that's an interesting take. Would you say that there are certain values that every man should? strive to attain or have so not necessarily you have to be the most macho buff man in the world right but are there certain qualities that every single man should have i sure i.e um you should strive to take care of your partner no matter what uh what sexuality it is or something yeah. like that or you know you you get what you get where I I'm get what going. you're saying but I'd, I'd spin it a little bit and say that's every those are qualities and values that every person should espouse not just a man like being upstanding and respectful yeah, but, like that's just but a, is there anything that is unique to men because 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 so. okay so because I think there's nothing wrong with men and women having unique traits or things that are different about them. I mean, some yeah. people may disagree with me, but I, I, I think I think if we were all the same, essentially, or just like... We're all like all, meshed together. All, all meshed together, nothing would be unique about us. So, I mean, I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, men and women having certain distinct qualities about them. And the and with if that's the case, then are there any qualities that all men should attribute, no matter what lifestyle you live or what what you do? Um, I'll go off on a limit and say, and I don't, I don't want to be too political. Like I think we're getting a little too political here, but um, I actually do believe in the patriarchy. Believe that we were created to fill certain roles. That's why we're distinctly a male and a female are distinctly different. That's not you don't mesh that together. There's no fluidity. I think when it comes to certain things. Uh, are just black and white. They are what they are. So like there's Jim such thing, huh? Like Jim Crow. Uh, why are you comparing anything <laughs> to do with racism to uh, gender roles and saying, gender like norms? It's, it's intersectional. There's inter- no, it's intersectionality. No, it's not. It. No, it's okay. not. Sorry, I cut you off. We don't want to. We don't want to get too political here. But I, I believe that males and females were created to fill specific roles or. It would just be all one gender. It would be like what Namekians on Dragon Ball Z, where they're just all males or something. <laughs> Not Dragon Ball Z. So, <laughs> I'm just I'm just using it as an illustration. No, no, I got the reason you. there's two genders nah, is there's a, there's a reason for you know having two gender genders. We fulfill different roles, different traits. Now in the society, now we're trying to mesh that together and say, oh, we're just one human being or whatever. There's I don't believe in the fluidity aspect of that at all. Like. It, or that case, we would just be like all one of the same kind. So, what do those roles look like? Not, yeah, not necessarily. Because I don't agree with that at all. But what for someone who does, for one of our viewers who does, what do those roles look like? Well, Gabe just illustrated one, like uh, as a male taking care, you know, being a caretaker, or in the or a woman being a nurturer. There are, do you believe? I'll ask you this: Do you believe there's such things as male and female traits? In the sense, like. What I mean, what makes you distinctly different? I mean, right? Yeah, my individual personality, you... not my gender. Yeah, I mean, but that's what makes me Steve. I'm, I'm not Steve because I'm a man. Yeah, I'm a man, 
but that's not the only aspect of my personality that makes me or my identity that makes me unique. Yeah, my I mean, like, I'm not trying to make unique. it weird or anything yeah. like that, but I, I'm just posing the question. Yeah. Is there anything that you could say that these are the distinct, these are distinct qualities that men should have? Because I do believe that if there's no distinct anything, right, then there are young men out here that would be confused. Not not yeah. on anything I understand sexual right. or anything, but would be confused if you don't know what your role. Because if you don't know your role in, in the world, you're going to be... We're trying to get away from like um, constructs. I don't think yeah. constructs are a bad thing. Like you can, you can identify... The thing is, uh, nowadays, you can not even identify as a gender. You can be a gender-fluid giraffe or, you know... Okay. And that be okay. Like, there are, I feel like we were created with two di- uh, distinct identities between a, a male and a female. Like, nowadays, you can kind of identify as whatever and, like, that be okay. So, I hesitate to use the word role, right? Because, like, that's. So, I mean, no matter what, that, no matter what word you use for it, or even it's any, the any same. like defining characteristic when it comes to, like, duties and responsibilities of a specific identity subset. Like, I don't think sixty you, years ago. What's our role? You don't think the the reason why you don't like roles because that implies rules that implies remaining within a certain construct. Like that wouldn't that wouldn't imply that that construct is is bad. So again, I, I'm gonna use race again because it's like I said, it's intersectional. But it's like not intersectional, sixty years Steven. ago, what's what's our rule? What do, what do they tell? What do they tell uh, Malcolm X when he wanted to be a lawyer? What? Have you read the autobiography of Malcolm X? No. What did no. they tell him when he wanted to be a lawyer? That's not like what do, or whatever they said to him. His teacher said that to him as because that's not his role. That's not that's discrimination so, according to the color of your skin. So is defining roles to women, gender roles, not discrimination itself? No, but th- that's the thing. Um, no. If we, I would say, we delve in this deeper. Like I do believe women can fill whatever job. I think when women have certain distinct qualities as they should. But I'm not. You're talking about strictly occupation and race and gender are not intersectional at all. So I think, yeah, I would, think a lot of people <laughs> beg to differ. I think a lot of people beg yeah. to differ. Uh interesting fellas. Uh that is a deep take. Uh, <laughs> for you can the, argue for I'm, the last I'm, topic and for sure. That is a deep topic right. that we just jumped into. Uh but you know at the end of the day the, what this show is for is uh, entertainment. Entertainment, but also, you know, to to touch on the the hot topics and, and things like that. And at the end of the day, whether you agree or disagree, well, you know, we just we just talking about it. And yeah. there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with different ideas and different it's healthy banter and stuff like that. I yeah. just know the comment section exactly. is going to be popping right. after this conversation. <laughs> I, I so hope I will leave hope. a comment like maybe unsubscribe if you don't like what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but it's going to no, be popping. Definitely, definitely right. subscribe. Yeah, I was like, definitely subscribe. <laughs> definitely why would subscribe. you? Yeah, like, why would you even <laughs> put that in the air? They're going to yeah. do that regardless. Because you, you just tell said you just said women should do certain things. So I feel like my no, I did not. I said we have certain roles. I'm pulling. I'm yanking your chain. I'm pulling. Steven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah if you if you like this show go ahead and leave a leave us a like and subscribe uh comment down below uh catch us on spotify uh google Podcasts, uh apple Podcasts, wherever you go to find your podcast but definitely uh come on back 
And uh, we're ha- happy to hear from you. This has been the True Thoughts Podcast. We'll see you next week.